Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection. Summary, the conclusion. Nothing can comfort us more in life's trials and sufferings than this intimate conversation with God. Practiced faithfully, all physical illnesses will be easy to bear. God often permits us to suffer in order to purify our souls and to make us remain with him. If we are with God and want him alone, we are incapable of suffering. We must therefore adore him in our infirmities, offering him our sufferings from time to time, asking him lovingly, as a child does his father, to be conformed to his holy will and for the help of his grace. These short prayers are very appropriate for the sick and are an excellent remedy for pain. Suffering in paradise, suffering is paradise as long as we are with God. This means we must become accustomed to conversing with God even when we are suffering and restrain our minds from wandering away from him. When we are sick, we must keep constant guard over ourselves, not to do, say, or think anything in an attempt to ease the pain that might displease him. When we are attentive to God in this way, suffering will no longer be anything but sweetness, balm, and consolation. The worldly do not understand these truths. And I am not surprised, because illnesses are considered as natural afflictions and not as graces from God. Those who regard them as coming from the hand of God, as signs of his mercy, and the means he uses for their salvation, ordinarily find great consolation in them. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Imagine a student who is very rebellious in his school. Imagine a student who constantly disobeys his teachers, who disrupts class, who even steals things from the other students, makes life very difficult for the other students. What should a teacher do? What should a principal do? Well, one thing that happens is the child is disciplined in some way. Something is taken away from him that he wants. And when the other students see this, there's a sense of justice. Why? Well, because there has to be some kind of balancing. This student has been being so willful, so disruptive, 
that in order for him to be seen as undergoing justice, he's got to undergo something he doesn't like. He's got to endure something that's not pleasing to him. And this is the idea of retributive justice, that when people have done something they shouldn't have, the just thing is for them to endure something they don't like, and this balances things out. And the more they've done something that they shouldn't have, the more their will has gone after something it shouldn't have, the more the will has to undergo something it doesn't like in order for there to be a counterweight. Okay, now, this is the idea of punishment. And in order for it to be a punishment, there has to be something slightly painful about it. And all we mean by painful here is something you don't like. Wait, now, when we read what Brother Lawrence is saying tonight, he says, suffering is paradise as long as we are with God. But in the idea of punishment, and this also comes out from the fall, when human beings disobeyed God, when their wills went after something they shouldn't have, what happened? Well, there are all these consequences that flowed from that rejection of God. Pain, suffering, in childbirth, working by the sweat of your brow, thorns and thistles, obstacles going against you, disruption between the man and the woman. All of these things which are painful flow from sin. Now, part of the reason why these are punishments is because they are consequences of sin and they help make up for our sins. By enduring them, by going through them, we in some ways, by God's grace and the merits of Jesus Christ, are able to grow in grace and make up for our sins. All right? And part of what our Lord does on the cross is to take upon himself the punishments of our sins and to transform them, to make up for our sins by doing them in love and obedience. And he has taken upon himself what we deserve from our sins. All of this is crucial to understanding our salvation. All of this is crucial to understanding justice, that Christ really did undergo painful things because we are united to him as one mystical person. And in that, in things happening to him that he didn't like, he even said, Father, let this cup pass for me. There were aspects of it that he didn't wish to happen because they were so painful. And in his undergoing those against his will, as it were, he's the great counterbalance to all of our willfulness and that we receive his satisfaction what he's done for us in baptism in the sacraments through faith and love okay then what's brother lawrence talking about suffering is paradise nothing can comfort us as much as god's presence if we're with god we're incapable of suffering isn't part of doing penance, isn't part of sharing in Christ's cross, making up what's lacking in the sufferings of Christ, isn't that somehow half, doesn't have to be somehow painful? 
Well, partly yes. But what Brother Lawrence is saying is that God can transform these things. God can really transform them, and they don't lose totally the characteristic of being something painful. Jesus says, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. My soul is sorrowful even to death. But even in the midst of that, he had this peace of soul. Not my will, but thy will be done. In a way, he voluntarily embraced these sufferings. He voluntarily embraced that these things would go against him, his will in some way. Because in some ways he wanted them, because he saw they were God's will and he wanted to honor his father. Into your hands, father, he said, I commend my spirit. And so there was a way in which by faith and wisdom and love, all of this discipline, all of this suffering can in some way become a cause of joy in us. When Mother Teresa was begging and someone spit on her one time, spit right in her face. She said, now that was for me. Now what are you going to give for my poor? When Peter and John were hauled before the, the Sanhedrin and they were beaten, they, they left rejoicing that they had been counted worthy to suffer something in his name. This kind of joy in the midst of suffering is because our faith recognizes in these sufferings a grace, a chance to grow in God's love, a chance to be close to Christ. That Brother Lawrence considered them not so much as natural afflictions, but graces from God, as coming from the hand of God, as signs of his mercy, the means of his salvation, and therefore he found a consolation in them. St. Paul says, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. St. Paul says, I even rejoice in my weakness because then in me his power is strong. In our sufferings, in our weakness, in our brokenness, grace can enter in. We cannot try to remove all the crosses from ourselves or from those we love. If we keep doing this, if we try to remove the cross out of some kind of misguided compassion, if we, if we lessen the gospel and we deny that Christ taught certain things because we think we're, it's cruel somehow to make these demands on ourselves and others, we run a great risk of losing out on all of these consolations, all of these mercies, all of these gifts from the hand of God, because it's precisely in these crosses, in these trials, that God is sanctifying us and saving us and transforming us. Come, Holy Spirit, enlighten us. Enlighten us about the value of these crosses. Enlighten us about the place of suffering. In our moments of weakness, in our moments of trial, when we're about to run away, 
Allow us to pray, Holy Spirit, little short prayers so that we can see things as Jesus Christ sees them. So that somehow our wills can be conformed to God the Father's holy will. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.